0: Hello everybody welcome to of with Tutti and today I am super excited guys I'm always excited but today I'm super excited because I found this show and uh, I find this super interesting and super trendy and I am like obsessed with it and I want everybody else to be as obsessed as I am and the show is called Straw, and is was written by Misha Calvert. I'm sorry, I com- I'm completely trashing her last name. Please forgive me. English is my second, second language. <laughs> <laughs> Margaret Jackson and Manini Gupta. The show is about, you know what? I'm going to let the entire cast talk about it. Hi, guys. How are you, go- you guys doing? Hello. Good. Thanks for having <laughs> us.
1: Hi, yeah, thank
0: you. Really excited to be here. Yay, yay, yay. I would love to talk. I'm gonna I love the show. I wanna talk to Misha first because you were the writer of this show. I I wanna ask you something very particular. This I want you to tell everybody what is the show about so they understand why I'm so obsessed about this show. Sure. Great
2: to, great to be here, Judy. Thanks. So Strut is about these four female friends who live in new york and for various reasons they decide to start an escorting agency together and it's a comedy and that's it
0: (laughs) it's amazing it's amazing but one of the ladies is four girls guys one of the ladies is already working on the um adult industry but she is doing like um sugar babying
2: yeah there's a couple of there's a couple of entry points, so my character, Eddie, is in the show a porn editor. yes and, yes and, and that that's her sort of introduction to the world, if you will. and then Monnie's character, well, monony, you used to say yeah, yeah.
1: No, so um I think one one of the great moments of of humor and not to spoil the show, people should totally watch it because the way it, it reveals itself I think it the humor is just rich but um you know we find out that Lucy her character has secretly kind of been sugar babying on the side and um (laughs) is is super happy with the results (laughs) um and it's something that actually she's doing with uh her friend uh, played by Margaret Johnson. and
3: yeah uh in real life and on screen uh Monony and Misha are an inspiration to me. And so, yeah, Monony my, I play Eva and um, she is inspired by Lucy, uh, played by Monony. And um, the, Christina is also with us. And Eddie is the character who sort of brings it all together. And we start this business because we're just like this we're like the charlie's angels of, <laughs> of
0: it's kind of like it's kind of like industry. A, a good <laughs> it's like a good group of friends hanging out and also there's a heartbreak around there i i i, I recall and there you guys are hanging out oh, and, it, and it develops into uh, a night of adventures and, and everybody is really it's really cool i really really like it. i find that it was extremely entertaining why talk about something that has been so taboo? What prompts you, Misha, to bring something that is so taboo and so judged to the public in such a, I mean, such an upfront from way? And can you tell everybody where can you find the show too?
2: Yeah, you can watch Strut for free on Reverie. Reverie.tv. It's a streaming platform. It's actually the LGBTQ platform in the world it's it's the biggest it's like the number one so it's got a ton of amazing queer content and it's june so you just got to go check it out
0: absolutely As, oh go ahead yes yes uh Jules, you can find it at rev it's r e v r y dot tv it's amazing and now is june prime month so let's go and watch it it's amazing and now misha tell me what prompts you to bring such a Uh, bold topic in this in right now in this time of age where everything is so annoying well you know I, I I always think it's funny when people
2: call my work bold or brave I mean what even is that right because I just write about things that happen in real life and I try to make them entertaining and funny and I think women creators get are under such scrutiny to not make a single mistake and not color outside the line one even centimeter and so i i don't think of myself as that bold and i don't think strut is that bold because there's other male show creators who make stuff that is way crazier and more Mm -hmm. taboo you know i think like Mm -hmm. egregious violence on tv is taboo if you want to talk about taboo so sex workers have been represented since film began Mm -hmm since literature began. There's nothing new about it. The only thing new about Strut is that A, it's funny, and B, it humanizes sex workers and doesn't make them some sort of cartoon of themselves. It says, no, these are real people because they are in real life. Like, sex workers are humans first before anything else. And why don't you get to know them a little bit? And, you know, like you say, stop judging and just spend an hour with them and and see kind of behind the scenes of of what they might really be like. Mm -hmm.
1: I just want chime in on that
2: it's so often i feel like
1: um, TV with you me, see guys, the representation of, of women people- in sex work as like they've been forced into it it's subjugation
0: you got us okay Tootie? yes that's why i just want to make sure to everybody understand that we all have completely different time zones so bear with us when it when the, with the internet everybody who's listening to us please continue yeah. running oh uh, yeah um definitely
1: um, so, you know, I, I love the way that Misha wrote these characters in such a way that, like, these are women who enjoy sex and have fully opted into sex work, freely of their own volition, in a way to sort of reclaim their power. And I think one of the most, like, telling lines is when my character Lucy talks about how she's like, I would have slept with this guy anyway. <laughs> yes! He's, he's charming. He's sweet. Like, she had a good time. And on top of that, she got paid for it. And I think it's something that women, I mean, I know I've joked about it with my friends. It's sort of one of those things where you're just like, I can't believe, like, you know, we don't, like, we do this for free sometimes. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I think it's great to watch these women who, like, fully reclaim their bodies and their sexuality and Mm -hmm. decide to, like, go into business doing something they love. Mm -hmm. And they enjoy
3: and yeah, it was and so cool. It was so cool how Misha was able to, to write this content. We have been doing interviews about talking about how the backdrop of it is sex work, but mm-hmm. I keep forgetting that because it was really about the relationships of these women and their friendships and how we were just all like, supporting each other and trying to figure something out like you would any business. And, you know, we had, we had an obstacle, we had a problem. We, you know, we had, we had a financial issue that we were all sort of up against. Yeah. And we figured out a way to collaborate and make it work in, a, a, and on top of mm-hmm. being women in a patriarchy capitalist society. And that's mm-hmm. just, you know, the reality that we live in. But it wasn't, the the brilliance of it is is Misha, you know, the way Misha wrote it, and she's a creator too. I mean, she she just wore all of the hats. Uh, She was, it wasn't finger-waggy. It wasn't like, and you should think this about sex workers, or, you know, this is the way that people should talk about women's bodies. It was very like natural and fun, and like a female comedy at its core. Yeah. And so it's just so funny because I keep forgetting that it is, the backdrop is sex work, but it could be anything. It's about, it's about our friendships, which was just so
0: fun. I really like Gosh, this. thanks Margaret. Yeah. I, I really did. like uh, in particular, Misha, I'm, I'm a, f- a fan of your work. In particular, kind of like to collect a little bit of everything that you guys have spoken, I find it bold and In people's faces like you know as women you know we have been judged since beginning of time you know it's something that we've been is is it's a struggle right everybody in every religion and every society and at some point of existence have think they have the right to tell us how to move what to do what to say how to speak what Uh, feels we should enjoy what do we do with our bodies you know what i mean and that judgment behind and for you to bring something and humanize the subject you know instead of objectifying it and make it just pure you know material you humanize the subject and you put it in a context that it was friendly and understandable and reliable to all of these all, everything at any given moment everybody can feel like oh my god like I really like that guy I mean if he I mean and not to say for everybody that's gonna jump in and, and start like attacking me saying that I'm condemning I, I, I don't I condemn happiness and I condemn what what you can do with your body if it is in your own terms do whatever you want but what I condemn is like this mentality of judge for whatever for what you do for how you look like for what the way you're supposed to dress for the way you're supposed to fit it's like that to me I think is extremely toxic and this uh, show brings uh, a reality but in a human way you know Instead of, you know, that perception of that grimy and, and, and scammy and, and, and just the larval society. No, it brings a reality to educated, to well-spoken, to things and hardships that we could go through. And you say, hey, you know what? I have a friend's like, well, you know, you can, you know, do this if you feel like it. It kind of like humanized the subject.
2: Well, the majority of the sex workers that I have met over the years are some of the most intelligent and well-spoken people that I know. And that's across gender, across country. They're just brilliant and also the funniest and the best company. (laughs) So um, yeah, I just think that that stigma is complete bullshit. (laughs) I don't even know why it's still here. Like it's going away. So I I just saw a good luck to Helio Grant with emma thompson london and it's a feature film and it just really is when i saw that movie the other night i I could see the wall of stigma starting to crumble for real and i think it's one of the last great holdouts of hollywood still maintaining a stigma around anything i think sex workers are going to be one of the last to kind of get their liberation in film and tv but it is coming
1: Thank you. I would agree with that. I would say back when things started, you know, when we were first shooting this, I didn't personally have like, you know, many connections. But since then, I, you know, I've met individuals who have been rather forthcoming about the fact that they've participated in the industry. And the latest um, encounter that I had with somebody was to your point, Misha, this woman not only did she like do that and occasionally participate in a relationship that, you know, was sugar babying, but like she ended up starting like her own business that like grossed a million dollars this year. Like she's doing just fine for herself. She does what she does because she truly, how do we normalize this kind of work or like, or even just how Margaret was saying, like the show is like so much more about like the, relationships between these women but like i think strut normalizes this type of work like beautifully
0: they're very very articulate honestly. and i think in order
1: to destigmatize sex work people have to be able to recognize and identify with the individuals who participate in it and to see these women as real people engaging smart funny caring capable women who could easily be your neighbors your colleagues even your friends you know for people who are freely off opt- being in a sex worker any similar line of work society is so quick to like draw conclusions about their intelligence their morals like characteristics i think it has to do with like the fact that this country was found, founded by puritans that's Amen. that's my theory
0: Absolutely. <laughs> i am i am, I am for, oh my god i right? see monogamy being good
1: and like the consensual know sex everybody, being but, bad.
0: but you know yeah everybody is like this this traditional by some norms you know what i mean but if he just i try to simplify this so people can understand you know the the word normal traditionally it it can fit and look completely different like if you go if you come into my place if you come into my house you probably found me uh, you know acting in a way that is non-traditional to your house and to your home right but am I not being traditional and, and I'm not being true to myself? You know, so how, I mean, who we are to impose our traditions or to impose the way we look at the world into others and judge by them. I, I to me, it, does, it doesn't make sense. You know, um, in my, I'm, I'm a behaviorist in the, my line of field. That's why we don't use the word normal. Mm. We don't use that word. Because what's normal for me is not normal to you, you know? It's normal to me waking up at, at you know, 5.45 in the morning and start working out and, and go to a 12-hour work and then come back and feed my dogs and go to bed. That's probably, you know, <laughs> enjoy some oh, time. But, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's normal to me, right? But it's not normal to you. Normal to you probably just you know wake up uh, you know i don't know at 10 start working and then you know i don't know drink a bottle of wine that's normal to you but you see but to me it's not to me it's i like, would be like okay just go over there to the spencer and get and get me the best holistic plans that you can get so i can enjoy them that you know i live in the bay area you know what i mean so that's normal to me but go ask my mother if that's normal oh no my mother would be like absolutely no that's you see, so that's why, you know, why impose what we feel that is normal to us to other people? That's why I feel that it's, it's, it's not cool. And um, the judge behind everything is. Well, one thing
2: that also makes Strut not normal is that it, when it was cre- created in 2017, there really were not that many female-led TV shows at that time, much less ensemble pieces. A lot has changed in five years. But when we shot it, it was kind of unheard of. And actually, when I pitched this to a major network after we had shot it, you know, I'm trying to sell it for television. Mm -hmm. And there were so few female shows that literally their response was, you could probably guess the network. We already have a show about four women.
3: What network could that be? <laughs> have they had two shows about four women? As a matter of fact, yeah. uh yeah. As a matter of
2: fact, that's not even a thing. What are you even talking about? Let's have lots of women, let's have multiple ensemble. So anyway, for the time and with Michelle Cotolo, the director as well, like even having a female director back then was like a reach to, you know, it was um. like kind of rare and yeah we just made an effort from the beginning to be so inclusive of, of Dude, I loved and how female lab the entire
1: production was
3: yeah oh, exactly it was such a gift yeah I, I was gonna say the same thing I it was so fun to be on a set where it was mostly women and that's so unusual and it was just something I'm really proud of and I hope people know about the show because You know we're seeing that more but especially when we shot it guys but not not there was not that sort of female presence on any set that I've been on before and you did you've done
2: like major shows Margaret
3: yeah nothing has been like that I had a blast with strut and you did did the orange is the the way
0: that Misha and Michelle put everything together what's that the orange is the new black, right? Christina. Christina. Ah, oh, oh, okay, Christina. Margaret's.
2: Alex. If I may, Margaret's been on uh, three seasons of the Newsroom, The Deuce, and Modern Family. And then Moni, i You have credits as well, like Big yeah Yes. I was gonna say I on. haven't been on a set like
1: that since either. Like you see women occasionally, like in 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 like uh, so. Like one of the shows that I worked on recently was the Shonda Rhimes show and like she's in obviously necessarily trickle down to the rest of the roles so like this, that was like a really special experience having like every leadership role that you would see like on set helmed by a woman I was like nice Let's go.
0: nice isn't that empowering that is amazing Where do you guys see thank you
3: Where do you guys
0: see uh in the future what is your next thing
2: getting Emmy nominations for all three of the guests uh, Margaret Monney and Christina.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and the
3: show. And the show. Yeah. and the show. Hopefully. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. About that and we're just you know we're running this little uh, you know totally underdog grassroots campaign, and we're just like all working our little tails off to get the word out. And you know, get as much traction as we can because we really believe in the work, and the the message. And um, you know, we'd love for other people to be able to see it and and. Hopefully We're the Barack Obama it. of the. <laughs> <laughs> yes, trying
1: That's to like true. get out there with like you know our people and like just have them like watch it, love it, and like realize. It's just- I don't know the. I think one of the things that you grasp right away, which I think audiences do too, is like despite the fact that it's like there's levity and and lightness, you know, and there's so much heart to this show, and it also does like such a great job of bringing up these issues, but without making it like again, it's not hitting you over the head with it. It's very much just sort of like you sit around asking yourself questions like, why isn't sex work legal in the states? Why is it legal in the Netherlands, you know, like, why is it, like, what, what is the reason behind all this stuff, you know, like, we pride ourselves on being a country that's, like, you know, pursuit of life, free and happiness, and at the same time, you know, we are being rather restrictive about what women or people want to do with their bodies, and I mean, I just, these questions start to come up as you watch this show, and you're laughing while, like, you know, there's a scene where, like, I'm flapping around with a dildo on my head. But like, these yeah. are
3: also the deeper questions that can <laughs> bubble up and percolate. No, Monany, it's such a good point. Tudy, um, I don't know if you know, but I'm a journalist as well. I work um, for a morning show. And one of my guests uh, the other on Friday was um, a comedian, Amber Ruffin. Um, she's on the Seth Meyers uh, show and she has her own show on Peacock. Mm -hmm. and uh she was on to talk about juneteenth you know Uh which is tomorrow sunday i don't know when this is going to come out but that's it's tomorrow for us when when we're when we're taping this for your audience
0: yeah um
3: but she was saying how you know it's freedom this and freedom that to monny's point like this is like this is but do we feel free the country of freedom everything but why don't we have a lot of very basic fundamental freedoms for all people like i th- i think that that's really what's coming to light now and you know misha was so ahead of her time when she when she wrote this and put this together brave
0: and, brave, and brave it's woman.
3: so cool that she's just I, from the future
0: I, I, no brave she's brave just from the future, she has yeah. she Seemed down yeah she <laughs> has <laughs> ovaries she has ovaries for uh, for a whole bunch of us. I feel that, you know, to your point, you know, when I am Colombian and when I first moved to this stage, you know, you have, you know, freedom of speech, freedom of everything, the free country, the free, free, free. But then you, me as an outsider, that's why I, I still try to see things like an, as an outsider because I wasn't raised in this culture. So I, I'm trying to understand, you know, how people move around around and i see when you say freedom freedom of this, freedom of that yeah but are we really free are we really free uh we've been judged for everything uh for putting a dress if you are not a female we've been judged for um for your political party you've been named called by a political party if you don't believe in certain things uh as a woman you uh Looked up and and you have to stand in the line of Plutons and you have to you know talk in a certain way and dress in a certain way and your mannerisms have to be in a certain way and you you can be a doctor you can be a dentist you can be these fields but over there it's just like you can't do that because that's just not good. I, I we really free to move in in, in this and the way. The show brings such a uh, trending subject it, it does it in' and such a human and and, and, and you know, on a daily basis way it's like it's putting a subject that is being so talked about and it degrade um for yeah you know there's history behind it because you know. A lot of people don't have the choice to do so, but this is not the society that we are living right now here. This is, this is talking about people, empowering women, empowering because, you know, when you have the ability to choose what to do with your life and take the wheel in your life, in your body, that to me is empowering. Like nobody can tell you otherwise. So take something and make it human. And make a group of friends. These friends can be whatever. This this could be in, in the business of finance. This can be in any business. And just take them and say, you know what? You can do this. or oh, why not do that? You know, it's it's like in any, any field. You know, if you're a doctor, you know what? Yes, you could be a brain surgeon, why not? And if you're you know a, a police, yes, you can be the chief. Like, why not? You can be the best politician, or you know, you choose to do what to do with with your body and with your thoughts, and that's the the one of the things that I really love about the show that it makes it so gentle. It makes it so simple for people to understand. It, it, the simplicity is is so clear that it's I, I like it. Thank you, I, Judy. I really you're
2: you're so kind. I think one thing that as the creator as a creator that for better or worse, I, I don't know. I never quite identified with the female experience and it's not to, to minimize at all or or degrade at all. The female experience I identify as a woman, but I think in some ways that that is what maybe even single-handedly has allowed me to advance in film and TV is that, I never subscribed to all the layers of bullshit that people just pile on to women in the industry. Like because I never really thought of myself as a, a female creator. Yes. I just thought of myself as a creator, and I do have a lot of masculine energy. I mean, as we noted, I look like Howard Stern right now. But um Hello. I think that if yes, you can just, Daddy.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you can find a way to to escape. I mean, there, I think there's multiple ways to escape the trappings of being seen as a woman that you're talking about and the judgment of that uh, or or the judgment of being on binary or whatever the case, you know, there's multiple roads, but one is just to say, fuck it. I'm going to identify how how I want to identify being a gender in
3: anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's so cool to hear Misha say that too, because she wrote my character Eva as somebody who is hyper feminine yes and it's I'm just like so impressed that to hear her say that and then for her to be able to write this hyper feminine character that rings so true is just really cool and I loved playing somebody who got to wear like a sexy latex dress and like just be ultra feminine and like I don't know it was it was just so so fun to do that dress really interesting to hear Misha say that what'd you say you you slayed in that dress Margaret (laughs) that latex dress I cannot tell you how much I learned about latex (laughs) and latex fetish from this show (laughs) it was just really fun to like dive into this you know hyper feminine thing and try try that so i'm i'm genuinely and she could write it Lucy's
2: character is pretty feminine as well like how do you find tell me the secret how do you find strength in in that femininity and like really the courage. Maybe I personally never found the courage to be myself and be feminine at the same time. But he, he is, is one of the most how? courageous
3: people I have ever met. Um but it's so funny because I, I it's when I hear you saying that you just you're you you don't subscribe to the bullshit assigned to female mm-hmm. societally.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: I almost find uh, I don't either but I find like the invert I found the inverse of that through Eva uh, uh, you writing Eva I was able to find the power you wrote her so powerfully and still she was very hyper feminine and that was almost like where the power came from to me that's a, that's sort of how I interpreted it and uh, maybe yeah. i need to re- I mean,
2: re-watch I- your performance at
3: all. <laughs> yeah you have to <laughs> and then you'll know you guys exactly what we're talking about but yeah, yeah it was I- it was empowering to me i don't know what what did you think mononite i mean yeah. oh man well like
1: i found fa- okay so for lucy's character she like presents also as uber feminine but one of the things that I loved about like her dimensionality and the way in which like Misha, you wrote such incredible depth for her is she, um, she is a hyper feminine woman. She is a lesbian. And if you look at like the the credit sequence, like some dude tries to harass her on the street and she straight up punches him. She decks him in the face and then grabs the nearest woman and makes out with her off of the adrenaline (laughs) high. So like, this, like, that is the complexity and the depth of, like, what it means, I think, to be, a f- like, fully a woman, and, like, Lucy does such a great job of, like, being like, yeah, I can ying and yang, bitch, watch me, watch me, you know? I can get you and, and like, that, I think, to your point, though, <laughs> yeah, like, okay, traditionally, uh, we see in media, like, the, this type A portrayal of the feminine woman, and we see it being, like, and, and she's automatically the villain. Like, you look at every, like, uh, you know, rom-com from the, you know, aughts. And you've got the two women. You've got the cool girl who's, like, she's, like, just like a guy. You know, she's, like, I drink beer. And, like, I never work out. But I'm a size zero and a brain surgeon. And I look like a Baywatch model. <laughs> and then it's, like, you've got, like, she's revered. And then you've got the type A woman who's, like, I am focused and dedicated, and I take pride in my appearance, and I'm reserved, and I, I know what I want, mean and girl. I try to get it, and I have, I have goals. Yeah. Yes.
0: Mm. Yes. The mean girl. The mean girl. She's, how, how Exactly, my friend. How do you guys so feel we, the most a- When do you guys feel the most empowered? Ever in life? It, or- yeah, ever. Well, when did you guys feel the most empowered?
3: Oh, when do we, when, when like present, present day.
0: When do you feel the most empowered?
3: Oh, that's a great question. When do I feel the most empowered? You know what? Right now, surrounded by people who I know support me and who we're sort of like, we're running this campaign. We're all on the same team. We're all like fighting for this one thing. And we, I don't know, I just really enjoy the female experience and sharing it with other females. So, this is a time when I feel extremely empowered. What about you, Misha?
0: When do you feel the most empowered?
2: My empowerment has been is trying to figure out where where, and how can I feel empowered in it. And so recently, it's come through my work with um, my first, like, movie deal for a feature film as a writer-director. And when I got that call, <laughs> when I got that call, it was literally like the heavens opened. I mean, I fell to the floor and cried with joy. So that, that sense of a long time building and then finally you summit the mountain. Anytime there's that, it feels really good. And and because you can look back on I did all of this. I did so much work to get here. And it could be like a month runway, it could be in my case, seven years runway, you know, whatever, whatever the time Oh my
3: god, is. Misha, I'm getting emotional over here. <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. developed a southern accent. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, honey, my gosh, child, your over here, Misha. Oh. Oh, you yeah. Misha?
1: <laughs> Misha, you done did it. I'm so proud of you.
2: Yes, from a cornfield, too. Oh, you know, no, God. I wasn't born in a cornfield.
3: That's so oh. sick. Uh, yay, yay, yay.
2: that is so amazing what about you
3: manini when do you feel thing. the most empowered and you
1: deserve it i've literally never met someone who works oh as, thank you and her craft you know like you are a master of your craft you deserve it
0: 100 percent. very thank nice you so much congratulations congratulations manini when do you feel the most empowered
1: man i had a dumb answer i was gonna be like when i put on a powerful dress like i went to a wedding recently <laughs> and i wore a dress and it just slayed But like, no, to be, to be perfectly honest, like so much I realize of like how I feel empowered is based upon how I feel like I'm perceived. Mm -hmm. And that is something I'm looking to shift. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to stop asking for empowerment from others. I want to start feeling it for my own self. And like, you know, I think to Margaret's point, I've had a couple of interactions like recently with people where I'm like, why on earth does this person want to help me why are they reaching out and like interested in getting to know me and then I think to myself oh wow because maybe you actually have something within you that's like you know worth hearing and I like it's just one of those things where like when you find powerful women who resonate with you and who lift you up and inspire you and like make you want to talk a mile a minute <laughs> like, that's that's it you got to go for that and then when it like leads to achievements like you know, the kinds that Nisha is like experiencing now, it feels so earned to know that like you worked your tail off to get there and you were supported by other
0: women along the way. Like, yes. Oh, Holy grail. That is, that is a, a, a point that I want to make. And I want this mm-hmm. point to resonate to everybody. There's no success when you don't have that help and that empowering, that support from your own kind. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm sick and tired of seeing this energy of annoyment and resentment about the success of other women. If we, we as all women see each other as we are, as how beautiful, how how powerful, all the things that we've been through as a generation, this is decades, this is centuries of evolvement. So if we see see each other as one and we support each other, we're going to... change the line and there's nothing that can break us there's nobody there's no policy there's nothing that can enter something that is ground in solid and a solid foundation so i am all for empowering everybody i swear this, this this is the core and when do i feel the most empowered when i take when i take control of my life when i decide how i look when I decide what to wear, I decided that I was gonna be blonde and I am as dark as you can get. I mean, you cannot get it darker than this, come on now. This is not Romero. I'm really into these face framing (laughs) highlights. (laughs) And I decided, and I was back then in the Caribbean when I was five times, five shades darker. And I said, you know what, I'm gonna be blonde. And I was 15 years old when I started that transition. 15 years old on top of everybody coming from a very catholic upbringing is my mother super intense and very hispanic everybody whatever you hear about hispanics is true i'm here to back it up so it's true freaking true women have issues but listen i'm here to to (laughs) to tell you it's true but to tell you that i I have healed from that too and i take the wheel and i said you know what why why do I have to dictate everybody how I wanna look? I I I want blonde hair. I don't care how my skin is. I want blonde hair, and I've been blonde since then. So when do I feel empowered? When I decide what what how I wanna look, you know. Sometimes I want to look strong and I'm extra lift, and I want to look strong. And I feel empowered on that. Sometimes I want to lose weight and look like a freaking skeleton. And, and because I want to fit on a dress, and, and yes, I want to show my ribs. And, and you want to call me anorexic? Go ahead. I feel cool. So I feel the most empowered when I decide what to do with my journey. That's when I feel most empowered. When I put my faith foot forward and I say honestly to, to the bottom of my soul, look in the mirror and I'm content to who I am. When I speak my mind, when I when something that wrote me the wrong way and I speak my mind and I say, you know what? You're not gonna do that. You're not gonna treat me that way. When I stick up for others, that's when I mm-hmm. feel the most empowered. When I choose, when I am in the, the, the dragon seat. That's God. a
2: really beautiful way of saying that, Tuti. Um really well said. Thank you. And like coming back for a second to what you just said about other women sort of the pattern of sometimes tearing each other.
0: I don't get it. I find that down you down and you wanting to get rid of Yeah. Well go ahead, please. I, I don't I don't get it. I really don't get it. Like if we this is what I this is my logic. Okay, I'm going to give you to this logic. I go over here, um, uh, and whatever, whatever, and I see this stunning girl. Like stunning, she's stunning, flawless, freaking hair, skin, everything. Instead of me like, oh my God, look at that bitch, she's so annoying. She thinks she's great. She's so adorable. Oh my God, she's so bitchy. Look at her. I don't know this. Do you know what? I, you know what I would do? I'd be like, oh my God, you look great. By the way, what are you using your skin? I want to look like you. I wanna have that skin. I wanna have that hair. Let's get I wanna get me to that point. Yeah. You know, always ask. Instead does. of, instead always of
3: people, right?
0: Instead of like, oh my God. how about if we so, take that mentality? Let's, oh, let's work together. Where's everybody going? Let's, yeah.
1: let's, Karen
0: let's is let's caring. Let's how together. do you get that? How do you do that? How do you get that? Um, Well, because there's room for all of us. Yes. There is a market for everything and a room for everything. You got that point, And And there didn't
2: used to be for women. There did not used to be. And so I don't blame people for scarcity mindset. But what you all just described is a, a healthy relationship to envy somebody has something that their, yes. their skin for instance a beautiful skin regime you want that thing and what it's doing is when it's healthy that envy it's expanding you to say this is meant for you you can have this dress you can have those heels you can have that car that lifestyle that you know startup whatever the the woman has the the boyfriend whatever partner And it just didn't used to be that way because there were limited (laughs) opportunities and women were mostly valued for how they look and for their ability to marry well. All that is changing now. And so I just think pivoting that relationship to envy is so healthy and I think about that all the time because I wonder
3: where that came from. Like, I wonder if we've been on a roller coaster about it because I think like biologically and when we're like talking, like caveman days, <clears throat> we were meant to, like women were meant to be in a circle together, helping raise the families, helping, you know, gather, helping, you know, put, build team. and, you know, yeah, no. y- yeah exactly. We, we were biologically programmed to be a team as women. And then at some point, I think feel like that got corrupted and then everybody and and poisoned somehow i don't know exactly what that is but i don't think that we were by i don't believe i just don't believe that women were by are biologically programmed to be against each other that's a third party force yes that's that's something else that's that's mm, i think is it toxic mm, i don't that's like i don't want to get too political but that's like a hundred percent is girl is the second we it to it like is, an like, an society yeah that that's men it. in power can stay in power or uh, above any marginalized community you know so it's easier to kind of subscribe to that narrative that women don't like each other and then perpetuate it i see it in this town Los Angeles oh a lot, God, a
0: lot, yes. a lot yes.
3: that, and I see men in power saying, Oh, you probably hate that girl. Or, or oh, are you jealous of that girl? Or, you know, and just perpetuating this thing. Like, no, I actually, I'd, like to to your point, I, and, and Misha, I admire her. I want to know She's where not? she got her hair done. I right? want to know how she, yeah, I get it. I, it, and it makes I a lot of sense. figured out how to navigate that situation or whatever
0: um, yeah I have a little theory but I don't know maybe my theory is a little you know political and I might not like it or whatever but to your point Margaret you know and if you go if we go back to ancient culture right to um or oh, a very in indigenous cultures is still yeah. living in the wilderness you know We have the Nukatmaku in in the Amazon. We have uh, some other communities uh, in Zimbabwe and and, in other areas. Uh, In the Maasai, the the Maasai community, the women are, it's like a little nuclear, right? Yeah. like they they wake up they raise everybody they are together they come together when somebody's pregnant they celebrate they raise each other kids it's just like a solid community and you still see that in the in the poorest of the in the most poorest of their environments and i say that to say because i was born in cartagena colombia but when i grew up i grew up in, the, in a really impacted area you know so and i can see in those, when, when I was in that community, you know, how one one was working or one was taking care of something, then they would be like sending the, the, their kids to the one that it was to the lady that it was staying home, and she would be gladly to have them. She didn't have no daycare, she didn't have no babysitting, nothing. She was just, she had her kids and she was along with her kids already. So then it was like, hey, can you watch it? Can you watch it? And it was such a like, it was, a, I mean, it was unhealthy what was happening around, but the community itself, it was so supportive of each other. Like, I don't think I would be able to even be alive when, you know, growing up with a single mom, I'm working, you know, extra, and then me being alone, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to be saying this right now if it wasn't for the help of those women that were not my parents, you know, and right. then. But if you see, you know, to a more evolved society, there's a lot of imposed hate and envy, right? Right. It's like, you, it's almost, but going back to what Misha said, like back in the day, you know, we didn't have a, we didn't sit well in any position in society, right? We have a role and our role was to be pretty and to marry well. That was our, our goal. That was how you would survive. Yes. So and, and all that comes, you know, the prettier girl get the, the get the the best the best guy, right? And all that created a a, a nasty, competitive, very fit, unfit narrative. But we are not those people anymore. So I don't understand why do we have to be subjugated with something that it was impl It was a chip that it was implanted that we don't even need it anymore. It's like somebody trying to poison you with a cable TV when, when, when you have your streams. I don't need to pay cable TV. I, I can watch whatever <laughs> I, want I want, right? I, I mean, yeah. we simplify that concept. It's like, we're, we're still, there's still people running with that chip of like, I have to be better. I have to, because I have to achieve. No, girl, you can do whatever you want. Right now, we are yeah. rich. Like, in corporate America, we're rich areas that we've, you know, and we still have a lot, of, a lot to go, a lot. But we don't need anybody to survive. We don't even need them to, to create life, if you think about it. So why and so why do we keep? No, seriously, we, you, you don't. It's like, if, if you have the means, you know, just go yourself, get yourself a baby, girl. Go live your best life. That's it. Like, so why do we still walk around? Like, we, we have to be sure competitive. To, to ascend into power. Why do we still Sorry. walk around? <laughs> no, <laughs> like we are, like we still need to, to carry this competition. Uh, I, that's the, the part that I, I, I think, and it's time I enough for that. us to just get out of that mindset and embrace each other um be participant of each other's life and embrace each other's and just acknowledge and and care truly care and the way i look at things is like you know it's like the, the law of karma whatever you put out there you're gonna get back if, if you really want instead of hating on that girl just say hey you know how do you how do you got to be so freaking gorgeous? Can you just tell me your routine? How do you have such a chill vibe, Misha? How can you just be so freaking chill with your yes, daddy hat? Can you just tell me, like, what do you do? What? How about you, Manini? That beautiful hair, you know, it's just, it looks kind of like Middle Eastern. I don't know where you are from, girl, but it's it's you got it. You know what I mean? So instead, they just like, oh my gosh, it's so Oh my god, just it's. It's raining down. It's it's such a like all vibe. That's not cool. So and
2: Ma- Manly, I, Manandy, you had you were saying yeah. saying something.
1: Oh yeah, well I was gonna say I I everything that everybody is saying so far is resonating so hardcore. But I mean, it goes back to something that you know has come up a couple of times, and I think just as as more and more women ascend to positions of power. Mm-hmm. We will no longer have to be impressing men. Nope. By the way we look, the way we act, the way we walk that tightrope of being independent but not being too independent, and you know, being submissive enough and respectful enough. You know, I think that game that we've had to play for decades is shifting, and as as more and more women start to take on positions of power, the game shifts, that scarcity mentality of being like, I have to be chosen by the men to succeed. Like it, it, it changes. Right. Absolutely. And for the first time in my life, I feel like I, I breathe a sigh of relief when I walk into a room and I see a female creator, um, who's like at the helm of the ship. Cause I'm like, okay, I'm going to be, I might have a shot at being judged on my merits and that's Not to say all men are like this. And I don't want to, you know, broadly paint that brush. But it it makes me feel like, oh, you know what? Here's a chance for, like, maybe all of me will be seen for once. And and I personally am really looking forward
2: to that era of film. You have so much to offer. I think that
0: we're closer. I think that we're closer than we was before. And I think that each generation is going to make, you know make us closer to that and to finish with this amazing episode i am so excited i really like that show i really 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 like it and to finish this um this episode i would have to say you know um we have to change the narrative enough with the judgment and this is um it's a very fun very entertaining way to look at reality without any judgment and just pure humor, pure humanity, pure humor and pure fun. And maybe if we look at things in a light way, maybe we can see things different, right? It's time for us to grow, to get out of that mentality, to empower ourselves and empower others. When you empower yourself, empower others. And to keep living our, our best life, you know? Do not, let, do not allow anybody to share your story. You do it yourself wake up and share your story. Wake up and share with everybody the way you look at the world. Maybe you will, maybe somebody will empath, be empathetic about it. Maybe you will change somebody's mind. And if I do that for one person, I think I did my job. So on that note, everybody freaking go to wash straw. I don't wanna trash where it's in Revit. R e v r y, Roden Reverie. There you go. R e v r y. dot tv. Go watch it. Enjoy. It. It's an amazing show about oh, this it. group of women. It's so funny. You have to watch it. Thank you, Tuti. Thank you so much, Misha. You get your little brain going because I want to see more content. I want, I want, I want second season. Please, 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 please. Thank you, everybody, Margaret. Thank you, Manini. You're telling me, you're telling me. (laughs) Thank you for for joining me and I'm going to be rooting for you guys. Let's go for that Emmy, let's go for an Oscar. The
2: Thank you, do it.
0: <laughs> thank you thank you thank you guys thank you everybody so don't forget to listen to tell up with Tutti. Yeah. it's available in all mainstream and I love you all thank you so much see you next time